In episode 1 of The Phantom Menace, we finally got to see the young Obi-Wan Kenobi and meet his master, Qui-Gon Jinn, one of my favorite Jedi. They were awesome together and produced one of the best lightsaber fights of the saga against Darth Maul. But with all their great moments in the movie, there were also moments when they disagreed with one another. They disagreed over parts of tactical planning, how to approach the Jedi Code, and most importantly, disagreed over training Anakin. But even with their disagreements, we knew how much they loved and respected one another. One of my favorite scenes is when Obi-Wan actually apologizes to Qui-Gon for disagreeing about Anakin, and then Qui-Gon flatly forgives him and praises Obi-Wan and predicts he will become a more powerful Jedi Knight than himself. Their relationship was awesome. They spoke their minds but never lost the respect they had for each other. It wasn't always like this though. In the canon book, Master and Apprentice, we learned that they very nearly hated each other at the beginning and really struggled to fall into sync with one another. In the opening of the book, they get into a fight with Hut Cartel, and their miscommunication leads to Obi-Wan's capture, and they secretly blame each other for the mishap. Obi-Wan says Qui-Gon should have been more specific with his instructions, while Qui-Gon says that Obi-Wan needs to learn battle meditation so he can follow the Force while fighting rather than his own instincts. He was thinking to himself that at Obi-Wan's age, he was much more versed with his Force powers than Obi-Wan was. Now, Obi-Wan was headstrong and a little arrogant. We see this a lot through the prequels, much like Anakin would be later. He wanted to be trained to use the powers of the Force, not spend all day poring over holocrons in the Jedi archives. So we can kind of see the parallels between him and Anakin. He was bored and felt that he wasn't being tested. For a while, he felt that Qui-Gon was only teaching him the basics of lightsaber combat and other force abilities since he didn't want to be his master and would soon give him up to be trained by another. Their main point of disagreement though was that Obi-Wan felt that Qui-Gon didn't follow the Jedi code well enough. To Obi-Wan, the code was black and white, nothing like the gray which Qui-Gon saw. Jin felt that following the will of the Force was the most important thing, not following the code. This was why he differed so greatly with the other Jedi Masters on the Council. When him and Obi-Wan had a disagreement, Qui-Gon angrily told him, you are too dedicated to ideals rather than reality, Obi-Wan, to the point of sacrificing your ideals. Qui-Gon further said, I'm coming to believe that we must all interpret the code for ourselves, or it ceases to be a living pact and becomes nothing but a prison cell. Despite all of this though, Qui-Gon really struggled internally with how he was doing as a master, since he saw so much potential in Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon confided to Rail Avaros about his worries by saying, I've been feeling like I'm not poisoned, Obi-Wan, but completely incapable of helping him. He felt that he needed to help Obi-Wan to learn to relax, but didn't know how to do it. Qui-Gon had thought about ending his relationship with Kenobi since he knew that Obi-Wan would be a great Jedi regardless of his teachings. Then, Avaros, being even more rebellious than Qui-Gon, only said, Adolescents go either one of two ways. Either they're rebels to the core, or even stricter than their elders. He'll relax eventually. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's relationship meets an impasse when Qui-Gon receives the Force vision that an attack will happen at a treaty signing, and he says the treaty shouldn't be signed. Unfortunately for Qui-Gon though, this contradicts the will of the Jedi Council and the Republic. Qui-Gon is dead set that it's the will of the Force though, so Obi-Wan essentially tells on him to the Jedi Council that he has gone rogue against the treaty and was being extreme as a result of his vision. The Council then appoints Obi-Wan to represent the Republic in the treaty signing. How would you feel if your Padawan did that to you? I'd feel pretty betrayed. Over the course of the story, though, Obi-Wan also comes to realize the love his master has for him. While on Pyjol, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were attacked by terror 
terrorists that have lightsaber-resistant shields, and Obi-Wan falls into a large sinkhole. Obi-Wan tells Qui-Gon to save himself, but Qui-Gon risks his life to save his Padawan and surprises Obi-Wan. During another fight in the book, they are being surrounded, and Obi-Wan looks over to see Qui-Gon swinging his lightsaber like a boss, but also looking as if he's meditating. Obi-Wan can't believe it, especially since Qui-Gon is always telling him to submit to the will of the Force through meditation while in combat. So with his life on the line, Obi-Wan decides to finally listen to his master and begins to meditate while fighting. Suddenly, Obi-Wan is a legend. He sees things before they happen, knows exactly where to swing his saber, and feels a connection to the Force like never before. Even more, he and Qui-Gon connect through the Force and fight as one like Obi-Wan never thought possible. They don't even need to talk with each other while fighting, since they know exactly what the other is thinking. This is a pivotal experience for Obi-Wan, since he realizes that maybe his master has been actually trying to teach him things that are of his benefit. This is also something that Obi-Wan and Anakin had later mastered as well. After Obi-Wan's realization here, Qui-Gon finally answers the question of why he focused so much on the basics of the Force, rather than more advanced topics. He wanted Obi-Wan to master the basics so that he'd be unstoppable. The basics are the purest lightsaber form, not the flashy ones. In the end, Obi-Wan realizes that he wouldn't have learned nearly as much from a master that always agreed with him. This type of lightsaber training and force meditation mastery led him to beat Anakin later on. It also helped him beat Darth Maul before the Clone Wars and then kill him finally after. Now, Rail Avaros points out to Qui-Gon that all Padawans will rebel to a degree. If Obi-Wan was with a strict master, he would have rebelled by breaking rules. But because he was with Qui-Gon, he rebelled by following the rules. The Council put him with Qui-Gon because they knew it'd be a positive thing for Obi-Wan. After they came together, they also see the power in Qui-Gon's vision and save the day by following the Force rather than the Jedi Code. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon end up with one of the most powerful master-apprentice relationships in Star Wars. After Qui-Gon's death, Obi one was made a Jedi in a hasty field promotion the morning of Qui-Gon's funeral. Their biggest disagreement about Anakin became Obi-Wan's purpose. He didn't necessarily believe that he was the chosen one, but he knew Qui-Gon believed it. So Obi-Wan would have to find faith in it as well. What do you guys think? Did someone else have a better master-apprentice relationship? Maybe Qui-Gon and Dooku? Maybe Anakin and Obi-Wan? Or maybe Yoda and Mace Windu? Let me know in the comments below. It's kind of weird to think that Qui-Gon's training was what helped defeat Anakin in the end. I hope you enjoyed this canon video. Please leave a like if you did, and I will see you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.